Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Today I want to speak to you about a woman who had such a great need. You know, the need was not for herself, but the need was her daughter. She had a daughter who was possessed by demons or by a demon. And you know, that daughter was suffering and in pain. And because of that daughter's suffering, the mother was suffering. Well, I can surely understand that. As I have three sons myself, you know, and especially when they were so small and you would see them hurting, maybe they had a tummy hurt or maybe there was some other pain. Maybe they cut themselves or they fell down and they were crying like the whole world had collapsed, you know. You could feel that pain and you would feel that compassion for them and you would think by yourself, oh, I wish that I could carry that pain for you. And you know, it would disrupt your whole life. I mean, no matter what you were doing, you would drop it when your child would cry out for help and you would run to your son, your daughter, and you would be there as soon as you could to help them. Or even if you had to sleep because you were tired, but your child was up all night because of stomach pain or the flu or some other kind of problem. And I'm not even talking about those parents who have children who have cancer and other terrible diseases, but you can imagine that your whole life is disrupted. Your whole night's sleep is disrupted as you just sit there with your baby in your arms, as you are just singing songs or you're just changing that cold cloth that you're putting upon their head that has such a fever and you're just there to assist, to ease the pain, to help and to be there on their side as a loving parent. Well, can you imagine this mother who had a daughter who was demon-possessed. I mean, this was a problem. Well, before I get into this message, let's just read this story out of Matthew chapter 15, and we will read verse 21 up to 28. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me she said. And he replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Oh, this is such a story to give us hope, to give us faith, and to encourage us that no matter what the obstacles or no matter what the problems are, keep calling to Jesus. Keep going to Jesus. Keep going 
to him whom you know has the answer for your need, for your problem, for your situation, for your family and your friends. So many people, they would have not made this story because after Jesus not answering them, they would have walked away, maybe angry, maybe frustrated, maybe disappointed. And they would have said, I went to Jesus. Oh, I told him about my need, but he didn't answer me a word. And so, well, you know, who is that Jesus that we read about? They say that he is loving, that he is kind, but I feel so ashamed. I was there pouring out my heart before him, but he did not answer me a word. And now I feel so angry. I feel so hurt. Oh, I've just turned my back to him. If he has no time for me, if he has no attention for me, if he doesn't want to help me, well, then I will find my own way or I will do my own thing. Oh, my dear friend, I can imagine that that feeling or that thought would come in your mind if you would have a similar experience. But that's why this story is here. This story is here for you who have already called to Jesus so many times, but it seems like heaven is made of brass and it seems like there is a roof and your prayers are not going through the roof. They are just going up and falling back down again. It just seems like your prayers are not entering heaven. It seems like your prayers are not entering into the ears of God, the Father, or Jesus, the Son, and that the Holy Spirit is not there. You just feel like it's so cold and you feel like nobody has time or attention or a thought or a feeling for you. But my dear friend, this is not the truth. But you know, this woman, she had to press on. She had to move on. Maybe you are listening to this broadcast today and you don't have a personal problem that you are sick. You are not demon-possessed. There's nothing in your life that is lacking in finances or other things, but you have a daughter. You have a son. You have a mother, a father, an aunt or an uncle, a close dear family friend, or maybe a colleague or someone else. You know, if I think of this story, this woman, she had a daughter who was demon-possessed. And you know, that daughter was keeping the whole family in bondage. I mean, can you imagine how it is to have a demon-possessed child in your home? We read how these demon-possessed people, how they acted, and we can still see it today because let me tell you, there are still a lot of people demon-possessed today. And we read the stories and we see it as they are screaming, shouting with sounds and noises that just cut through bone and they just they just cut through soul and they just penetrate the ear and they put shivers up your spine as they are screaming and shouting. And it's not only their voice, but you can hear the voice of demons in their voice. And you can also hear the voice of despair and the voice of suffering and the voice of agony and the voice of pain. I mean, this person who is demon-possessed is in pain, is in agony, is in suffering. They are feeling tormented constantly by this demon or these demons that are inside of them with shame and with fear and with pain. And I tell you, with darkness, oh, it's terrible to even come close to someone who is demon-possessed. But can you imagine to have this demon inside yourself and they don't want to leave? Well, you know, it is terrible to live with someone who is demon-possessed. 
And you know that other man who was demon-possessed, he became uncontrollably, and he became violent, and he was even trying to commit suicide, and he would cut, and he would fight, and cut himself, and he would try to drown himself, or try to set the whole place on fire, and they would bind him up with chains. But you know, those demons would give him supernatural strength, and he would break those metal chains, and he would terrorize the whole neighborhood, and nobody dared to come near to him, and they would be afraid as they heard his shouts and those screams in the night as he was living among the graves. Well, this woman had a daughter with the same situation living in her house. Well, maybe her husband couldn't take it anymore and already left the family. Maybe the neighbors were knocking on the door every night telling her to do something about that shouting of that daughter who was keeping them awake all night. And you know, the whole neighborhood became angry because of that disruption in that house. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out and to think how it is to live with this demon-possessed daughter and how those demons through that daughter were terrorizing that whole family, that whole neighborhood, you know, because that's what they always want to do, demons. They are never satisfied to only hurt one person, but through that person that they have been able to enter, they want to kill and destroy and kill the whole family, the whole neighborhood, and they want to terrorize everyone. That whole family, maybe the whole marriage was on the rocks because that daughter was there in the midst of them, constantly terrorizing, shouting terrible words, you know, awful, dirty things. You know how demons speak awful, dirty things. And you know, this woman had that problem and she didn't know what to do anymore. You know, many people today, when they have to deal with someone who's possessed, they just give him so many pills or such a shot that their whole body is paralyzed and nothing can move anymore. But that doesn't take away the pain. That doesn't take away the suffering. That doesn't take away the agony. You cannot take a demon away with a pill or with a shot. You know, you need the divine power, the strength of Jesus, the authority of the blood, the authority of the name of Jesus. Jesus and the name of Jesus is the only thing that we have to resist the enemy, to come against these demonic forces and to cast them out. And today, if there is any demonic activity in your life. Oh, hallelujah. I know the power and the authority that I have in Jesus name that I can tell those demons to loosen and to let go and to get out and not return anymore for they have no authority over a child of God. They have no place or dominion in your life anymore. You have been brought out of darkness into the divine light you have been brought into the kingdom of the beloved son and those demons and demonic activities, they will have to stop right now in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ. And so this woman, she came to Jesus, but it says Jesus did not answer her a word. Well, you know, this was not because he didn't want to help her. This was not because he didn't love her. This was not because he had no compassion for her. Oh, my dear friend, if you are maybe crying out to the Lord, 
but he is not answering you a word. It's not because he does not love you. It's not because he does not hear you. It's not because he doesn't want to help you. He already has the miracle prepared and ready, and he's longing to give it to you. That miracle of deliverance, that miracle of freedom, he wants to give it to you. But there was some other reason. I don't always know why. This story doesn't always say why Jesus did not answer or why Jesus acted this way or why Jesus did that thing. But you know, there's reasons behind it. But we will not always understand all the reasons. But we know we must press on. We know we have liberty and freedom to come to him and to ask him. And my dear friend, even if you went to him a thousand times and he didn't answer you a word, go to him again. Go back to Jesus again and tell him your need again and thank him and worship him. You know, I love it. This woman, I can imagine she maybe felt shame. Jesus didn't even give her any attention, give her a word. And that could give a human feeling of, you know, shame, or maybe that you get anger or frustration. She could have walked away and felt like, is this the Jesus of the Bible? You know, if I just take it to today, you could say, is this the Jesus of love? Is this the Jesus of the Bible? Because we don't understand it. And because we don't understand it, we're reacting in a human, fleshly, emotional way. And we get angry and we get bitter and we walk away. But you know, this woman, she gives the example what we must do. She kneeled before him and worshiped him. Oh, hallelujah. My dear friend, when you don't understand and maybe your mind and your friends tell you you're crazy and they tell you like the wife of Job said, curse this God and die. You know, Job said, you're speaking like a fool and don't do this woman. And, you know, he didn't act or react the way his wife told him to act and react. And, you know, in the same way, don't listen to your feelings, your thoughts. Don't listen to your emotions. Don't listen to those friends, but kneel down, lift up your hands and worship him anyway. Say, Lord, I worship you. You haven't spoken a word, but I know your heart. I know your character. I know that you proved your love to me because you came down and left all the glories of heaven behind and you became a man, and in that bodily form, you died on the cross for me, and you carried all my shame and my pain and my sin and the punishment upon my sin. So, Lord, I will worship you today, even though I have much reason to cry and to keep my mouth shut and even to walk away. Lord, I am kneeling down, and I am worshiping you. Well, you know, the thing is, Jesus didn't answer a word, and that was painful. But what was even more painful was when Jesus did answer a word. He said something. Oh, I don't know how you would react to that. But he said it's not good to give the bread of the children to the dogs. Well, you know, I know some people, they say he didn't call her a dog, but he meant puppy, puppy as a loving puppy. Well, I don't know where you get your education or where you get your mindset on that, but he didn't call her a puppy, and he surely didn't mean a loving, sweet little Dalmatian puppy. 
He said it's not good to give the bread of the children to the dogs. And that woman, she could have felt that directly as an insult, Jesus calling me a dog. Well, you know, some things can happen in your life and you can get so angry. But, you know, maybe you don't understand and maybe you don't. Well, you cannot even believe it, that what's coming to you, that Jesus says, it's not good to give that bread to the dogs. He's calling me a dog. But you know, this woman, she knew, where am I going to go if I leave Jesus? Who's going to help me if it's not Jesus? Who is able to do a miracle for my daughter? My daughter's need is greater than this moment of shame that I'm going through, than this moment of humiliation, than this moment of, uh, of me kneeling down before Jesus and, 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 and sticking through it. And she said, yes, Lord, yes, you might call me a dog. And yes, maybe I'm not one of the Jewish children who has a right to this promise, but Lord, oh, the dogs, they eat the crumbs that fall from the table of the master. And Lord, you don't need to give me a whole bread, but you need to give me just the ability to take that little crumb. I'll be happy with a little crumb because one little crumb of Jesus' table will be more powerful than what any hospital or doctor or human being or ritual can do for me. I just need a crumb of his table. Oh, we just need a crumb of Jesus, the bread of life. Just one drop of his blood can wash away a lifetime of sin and of darkness. One drop of blood of Jesus is more powerful than the devil, than the whole army of demons, than hell itself, than any curse. One drop of Jesus, one crumb of the bread of life is all we need. And this woman, she, she just broke before the Lord. And she said, Lord, you can call me a dog. You can do what you want, say what you want. You can stay silent, but I know you. I know your heart. I know that you came down to deliver us and to set us free. And I know it's what you want to do. And so, Lord, I will just hold on to you. Oh, I will just hold on to you. Just give me a crumb. And that's all I ask and all I need. And you know, Jesus, he reacted in such a wonderful way. He said, woman, oh, woman, hallelujah, great is your faith. You're not going home empty-handed. You're not going home, and you're not staying in your valley of darkness and your valley of suffering and pain. Right now, you have received what you came for. You have received that miracle. And that very moment, every demon was forced out of her daughter and had to leave. Oh, praise the Lord. And she was set free. Dear listener, I don't know what you are going through and what you are feeling and how maybe you feel disappointed or angry or frustrated. I don't know what friends or family are telling you, but I'm telling you right now because of the word and the example we have in the word, kneel down before Jesus, worship him anyway. Oh, say, Lord, I know your heart. I know the work that you finished and accomplished. I know your power is there. I know your love is there for me. I need this miracle. Give it to me because of your love and your grace. Let me say a quick word of prayer for you right now. Lord, 
I'm praying for my listener. And maybe they need a healing or a miracle of deliverance themselves. Maybe it's for their family or friends. But Lord, we ask you right now, in faith we believe that a crumb of the bread of life is enough for us. One drop of your blood is enough, Lord. Oh, set free of every sin, Lord, and bring restoration in our relationship with the Heavenly Father. Lord, deliver us from any and every demonic activity in our life. Yes, if there's somebody listening who is demon-possessed or who has a family member who is demon-possessed, in the name of Jesus, we cast that demon out right now. And we tell that demonic activity to stop in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to heal that sick body, to restore that broken heart, and to bring that miracle. Because, Lord, we know you are well able to do so, and we know you are willing to do so. So, Lord, we believe and trust you, and we trust your heart and your character that you love us. Thank you for these miracles that are happening right now all over the world as we pray this prayer of faith, and we give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 